Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Okay, so the first rule of recording, <laughs> the first rule of recording is that it doesn't matter that we're recording, okay? What do you mean? Like, I'm still just me. You're still just you. It's just the computer. It's just ones and zeros in plastic. Yeah, but are you going to... No, depends if you act different. Go, this doesn't go... I can't. I can't act Yeah, different. you actually act like this all the time. Yeah, that's, that's the good news. Authenticity <laughs> good, check? But, yeah, that's the good news. That's the good news, actually. Yeah. Um, but you were just like you, the way you knew the cue. I was like, oh, Josh knows what he's doing. Yeah, I do know what I'm doing. I do know what I'm doing. That's for sure. But I generally feel like I act like I know what I'm doing, even if I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so you wouldn't know anyway. Um, th- yeah. So just like we just speak normally. You don't have to worry about that shit. And then, yeah, it's not going anywhere without you being okay with it. And you wouldn't know that until the point where I bring it to you and be like, hey, this is what I'm putting out. Are you okay with it? Mm-hmm. That's fine. I know. Yeah, that's yeah. that's reassuring. Knowing yeah. I know, like, have no idea what this is about. I know. I can imagine the sense of vulnerability if somebody just put a microphone in front of me and then expected <laughs> me to participate emotionally and intellectually in a conversation that you didn't even yeah. get to prepare for. So I get it. The good news is, I'm literally only recording this because you, who you are, is who I want to be speaking. So you don't have to think about anything else. I just want you to show up. It's all okay. performance. Okay, okay. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. Yep, 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 yep. Hello. Go ahead. Oh, perfect. Paige, hello. Hello. Oh, man. Um, good to see you. I have missed you. Good it's been you. a solid, what, week? <laughs> yeah, a week. <laughs> okay, so, um, hi, good to see you. Good to be here. Uh, the first, the kind of the first rule of recording is, I mean, you've done podcasts before, but it's really like, this isn't going anywhere without your permission. And it's just a computer. So it's just you and me talking. And so you don't have to like, there's nothing fake about it or like trying to put on an act or try and make it. We don't, we're not going full business podcast here. Okay. Okay. You betcha. Um, what do you, what do you think I act on those full business podcasts? You know, I, I gotta be honest. I've never listened to a podcast <laughs> that you're on. It's like Maddie was on like five or six and she's, and I just never listened to them. Yeah. Um, but I did notice on your LinkedIn the other day that you wrote an article about the decline of the CFL. Yeah. And we had just touched on that like a couple of weeks ago and, and it sounded like you have some interesting things to say about it, but we never really got into it. Yeah. And then I saw that you had that article posted and so I didn't click on it. Oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, great. I'm such a face to face person yeah. that it's like for me to sit down, it's like, well, if I want to talk about that, I'll just ask you about it. Right. Like, and I'm sure that you would appreciate to talk about things that you like to talk to about. To be honest, if you listen to one of my podcasts about, you know, influencer marketing and higher education, it'd be weird. Or, yeah, youth marketing, I, I just, it wouldn't make sense. No, for <laughs> sure. And it'd be like, dude, give me some space. Are <laughs> 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 you creeping on my life? Um, do you remember there's a conversation that we had like maybe like a month ago? I kind of just like blurted out this thing where I said, like, imagine if I just like picked up and left. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. It like freaked me out. Oh my gosh. What? I don't know. Go on. There's no formulaic way that I'm trying to bring this up. So I'm just going to like sit for a second. Um, let's start with the fact that you probably read my last Instagram post. About something in you has died. Something in me has died. Yes, I read that. Yeah. Um, and it was, it, it was like a little bit alarming, but it was mostly like, wow. Like I was alarmed mostly from this, like a self-awareness perspective that I'm like, interesting that my brain went there. 
right? Okay. More than an actual visceral like fear of death or anything like that. But it was like okay. so fascinating. And um, so I had like that little moment. And then you might remember we were walking along the seawall. It was an incredible walk with you and Paige for mm. um, for a couple hours in the morning after. And at one point we all kind of just like stopped and we just like looked out at the ocean. And and I and I remember just like blurting out without even thinking about it first, but like, fuck, I've got to get out of real estate. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. And you kind of you kind of both looked at me like <laughs> it was a, a little bit unexpected. And yeah, um, and you said something. You're like, yeah, like you know, to be honest, I don't see you doing that like five five or ten years from now, right? And I was like, yeah, totally. Like me neither, right? Like, and I don't know what it looks like, but I agree. Like, there's something else. There's something more. There's something that I have that I can give beyond just pushing paper, trying to make money. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, Paige said, yeah, but, you know, at the same time, like, it's really giving you the freedom to be able to pursue this other stuff. So it's like a good for you now thing. Mm -hmm. I've had what's turned out to be 10 or 15 little moments like this over the last few months uh, last couple months, one of them being I was driving up through sh- up to Shoot Lake in uh, uh, Naramata near Penticton, and uh, there's a dirt road, and I just decided that I was going to drive this shit out of that windy road all the way up in my you know GTI. Uh, it's gravel road. There's potholes everywhere, and I was just like, I'm going to just give her, and and I was like, well, like what if this, what if this you know does damage to my car? Right. Like over the long term, like this is unsustainable if I were to drive this car forever like this. And there was this little moment where it's like, I know that that doesn't matter. I know that right now that's not going to matter. And like all of these little things. Um, so anyway, this is all kind of culminated in. Uh, OK, so last Wednesday, uh, the government changed the regulations for or the restrictions for who can board a flight after November 30th. And if you don't have two vaccines, you can't get on a flight even domestically. Okay. Domestically means, even. Can't oh, go to wow. Vancouver, can't go to Toronto. Um, and it's too fucking far to drive for the amount I like to like hit up those cities. So it's very much like I'm, I felt very trapped immediately. And, um, for like a hot minute, I was like, well, I just want to go to the beach this winter. Like I can't even go to the beach. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I want to go to the beach. How? Why is it that I can't go to the beach if I get a negative test and prove that I'm not carrying the thing that is, by the way, already where I'm going to be going, waiting for me, right? But I can't go there because I don't have the vaccine in me, even though I don't have the virus in me. And it's like, these rules are getting like, the, the, we have lost reason. And I don't want to sit here and rant about COVID the whole time, but I think it's important to note that I, I am becoming increasingly aware that the home that I had and the things that I take for granted and the stability in the government systems and the reasonableness that Canada has been known for, they're now bragging about having the most restrictive rules in place against people that do not have the vaccine, not against the virus, against people that do not have the vaccine. And Justin Trudeau, as part of his political campaign to get reelected, said that he will protect good Canadians from the unvaccinated. And of course, the United States borders closed and they're only going to open it, you know, over this last week is it also developed that they're going to open it, but you have to be double vaxxed in order to cross the American border by land, which means that um, my only options right now are to stay in Canada and effectively not be welcome here, but also not allowed to leave, which is kind of insane. Um, Or before the board, the Canadian uh, rules kick in, 
get across the border into somewhere else and be there and um, both come with a sense of isolation, right? Like if I stay, I feel isolated ideologically and also like excluded from a lot of society, especially as we move towards like QR codes and shit like that for being able to go into places. And, um, uh, and if I leave, then I'm isolated from, you know, my friends and family in theory that um, still want to spend time with me and I don't see them. And so when I, when I looked at that and I said, okay, I've basically got till November 30th to figure out what I want to do here. And also if the American government changes their rules for how you have to uh, present yourself when you fly in, that could happen at any time. And I imagine they'd give some notice period, you know, hopefully at least like a week or something, but I could get that. I could, you know, that could happen today where they're like, okay, in one week you have to be double vaxxed to even fly into the States. Like that, that could happen once you're there, nobody gives a shit. Right. And that's the thing. Right. Um, and you can travel freely between States and most States aren't nearly as punitive against people that want to, you know, be independent with their own bodies. So, um, so after that day, the next day I canceled everything and I went for a very long walk at the top of nose hill, went straight to the top of nose um, hill and just wrote. Like wrote and reflected on this and, um, really try to just like focus on what I actually wanted as opposed to feeling like I have to do something. I decided on the spot that I was going to get rid of everything, um, and pack a bag and, book a one-way ticket to the u.s when what date uh before like as long as i can get on a plane from canada which okay. is likely before november 30th okay yeah okay so it gives okay. me six weeks and i didn't want to i didn't want to have the sensation that i am running away from something because that gives no sense of like purpose vision direction right. Right. um and we all know that if you just try and run away from things, you find problems just waiting for you wherever you go anyway. <laughs> so I was like, I need something more intentional than that. And so I really started thinking about, well, what would I run towards? Like, how do I match this push out of my home? Um, how do I match that with a pull towards something else? And that took about three seconds to answer. And it's like when the pressures are upon you, the creativity and the clarity can come through uh, in a very accelerated way. Um, and I was like, well, I write. Like I write, I podcast, I do self-awareness, I have authentic conversations, I focus on human connection. Uh, build up the writing, the podcasting, the YouTube, um, try and monetize it a little bit. Um, write on a book, book and, um, and kind of like document the experience of uh, of a very sudden departure. It's moving very fast, but it's also coming from a place of like really substantial clarity. Like when we were, when we talked on the yacht last week, I love that we can say that last week when we were on the yacht, that's all right. Hey, that's good luck. (laughs) I said, I need peace. I need peace. I'm tired. Right. I just need a break. And it's interesting because this sounds like the opposite of peace. Except when you have such clarity about about where you're trying to go. And when you start executing on that, things just start magically falling into place almost instantly and effortlessly. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously there's going to be some huge emotional stuff to work through. Um, but it's not going to be like me kind of caught in the middle of should I, shouldn't I, where am I going? What am I doing? It's going to be like, I'm just doing it. I'm going to be asking some very large questions and basically going around doing my thing that I've been doing on 
Vancouver before, you know, the Friday night I went out there and I just, I, I wander and I talk to people and I meet incredible people. They tell me like remarkable stories. There's offers of connection of help. They're just mm-hmm. like, Hey, like, Oh, you should meet this person or you should come do this. And, um, I did that for five days in Toronto. Um, and there's a certain level of security that I can do that for a day or two and then come back. And then I have that corporate job and that money that's waiting for me. Mm-hmm. But the power that I feel and the, and the capacity that I, that I think that I have that hasn't been explored um, in order to access all of that, I need to de- dig like much deeper into that. And so um, I've, you know, I'm going to basically try and find a van and uh, travel throughout the United States, basically asking hard questions, uh, like having difficult conversations about about things with people that come from totally different backgrounds and have wild stories and about what, what they were willing to do to, to accomplish their dreams and what kind of false limitations society has put on them that they've overcome to, to, to work through stuff. And then finding people who are still stuck in that and actually shedding back those layers of the bullshit that they've been living with that don't have to be true because not that far away on a different part of the planet, people don't live like that. They don't feel that way. They don't think like that. Those aren't the priorities. And we don't realize how much of our of our our of our identity is actually packaged by the world around us so my goal personally is to strip that away and see who i really am as a function of really immersing myself in like a very vulnerable situation and not having those fallbacks but then because i'm going to learn so much about what that's like then when i find people who feel isolated vulnerable you know <laughs> helpless or they do things because they have to. Um, I think that I'm going to be putting myself in an incredible position to be able to um, work through that with them and have those kind of powerful conversations. Which is so courageous. Yeah, but it feels obvious, right? It's kind of like it feels courageous. It looks bold. It's kind of um, like, a, um, you know, the, like a train's coming down the track and somebody falls on the track and then the big burly man just gets out and grabs the kid and puts him back on the platform and jumps up and the newscaster just shows up and they're already there and they're like, why did you do it? And he answers the same thing that everybody answers. And it's not because he's trying to like diminish like the heroism or something like that, or like stay out of the limelight. He just answers because that's just what I felt like I had to do. Like I didn't think about it. I just did it. And it's that kind of certainty, which is like, there's not a sense of like bravery in here, but there's such a sense of clarity here. I know, like I have so much confidence in myself and so much faith in the world around me that (laughs) it's scary, but it's not proportionately scary to how jarring it can look from the outside, you know? Yeah, well, for those who are listening, you can't see our faces right now, but I went from having a massive grin on my face to a little (laughs) bit of (laughs) liquid in my eyes back to a big grin on my face. And man, like, I just want to say right now, there's a reason I have a big grin on my face, which is I think this is, without hearing any more details, this is the exact right thing for you. And I know that in my heart. I could just feel it. There's yeah. something about this that just is so you. You said it as a joke or something, and, it, and I was like, I could see you doing that. And hmm. that's why it freaked me out. And you, it obviously hit you in that moment, too. It's gonna, you're going to be missed here. But it's very free spirit of you. I respect the journey they are on. It sounds big and crazy. Like you. 
I honestly kind of knew this date would happen, actually. Really? In some weird way. Come on. Well, I don't know. That moment did stick with me. Yeah, it did too. Okay. I can't remember a single other thing that we said that night. Well, holy shit. <laughs> You're throwing a lot at me here. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm feeling a lot of mixed emotions, I have to say. Like, on one hand, I mean, I'm really sad. <laughs> like... You're one of my best friends, man. I know. And yeah, so I think on one end, I'm like, I'm sad that I'm going to be losing my my homie. Because <laughs> uh, who knows? Who knows how long you'll be on your adventure? I mean, it's not it's not like it's going to be a bye, but it's like, you know, yeah. it's certainly I won't see you as regularly. It's I'm a sure. very dramatic change. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess on one end, I'm like. <laughs> I'm pretty sad. Um, then on the other hand, I mean, I'm excited for you, dude. Like this, this very much seems like something that <laughs> I think you're, I, I can feel your soul yearning for this and like talking about how real estate wasn't forever for you. I, I figured this was going to come. This day would come. I just didn't realize it would probably be within two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, like you so, leave me alone in Calgary for one week. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah. But on the other hand, like I'm excited for you yeah. and I, I, I have no doubt that this is going to lead to something beautiful and brilliant. Yeah. And I, I think it's going to be an incredible adventure and this is something I totally see you doing. And I think this is the, evolution of where i see you taking things absolutely yeah i don't know where you're gonna end up but i know it's gonna be a million miles away from where you think you're gonna end up and it's probably gonna be great yeah you know (laughs) yeah so i'd say the the emotions i'm really feeling are just that sadness and of uh you know coming from a very selfish place of feeling the gap that is gonna be left in my life but then an excitement because i know You've got this yearning and this soul whisper to take you on this next adventure. Yeah. And I'm excited for you. Yeah. I think it is. I think it'll be brilliant for you. And thank you. You know, there's a hundred million questions I could ask you, which I'm sure you haven't thought about the answers to. And that's not the point of this stage. The point is you've got this, this dream that you want to pursue. And, and I can tell like your conviction, your, your conviction is, hundred percent and I love that. Yeah. I think you gotta chase it. Yeah. Wow. I mean a lot of emotions came up for you just then, hey. Um, some emotions around feeling, you know, maybe a little bit pushed out, it seemed like from from your home. Um Yeah. Yeah. Do you wanna speak to for that sure. a little bit more? Yeah, it's a great question. I feel um I'm trying to I'm trying to like acknowledge the fact that I'm quite hurt by um some friends, some family, um, kind of just the state of the quality of discourse around me, right? Like I live for hard conversations. I live to dig into complicated things and to do so from a place of like love and awareness and trying to inspire others to do the same. Um, but as is the case right now, society is putting such a heavy pressure on people to think and act in a certain way and to fall outside of that or even to question it is to alienate yourself. And so I don't take it personally, um, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. Right. 
Um, it's also interesting that you talk about death. And um, you know that I read tarot and the death card is um, a scary card that comes up for people because they think it means literal death, but it's actually a very beautiful card because it means transformation. It should be like a butterfly coming out of its cocoon, but it's the shedding of the old you to step into the new you. And it always calls and asks whoever pulls it, what needs to die in your life? What needs to let go? What's the dead weight? What do we need to cut the cord? Whether it's limiting beliefs, whether it's people who are no longer serving you, a job, job right? Exactly. It's time. It's time to let go, and it's time to transform. So that's really interesting that you felt that because the death card is a major arcana card, a major spiritual life lesson, and it is an archetype, right? So it's a spiritual archetype. So for you to feel that. And then also know that it's not actual literal death, but it's death of the things that need you need to let go of so you can really step, spread your wings and fly into this next version of schwa. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Dude, you're going to excel. Yeah. And if I know like creatives have trouble in this, you know, a little bit boxed world that we live in yeah uh sometimes but dude like there's there's enough forum out there for you to get immersed in whatever culture whatever writing yeah. or yeah, yeah. or yeah. blogging or podcasting culture so yeah yeah man like as much as like to me i'm listening to you talk about you're going to mexico you california this live in a van this i'm like I, i'm not saying i don't care about that stuff but like the <laughs> thing that i'm more concerned about is like is this going to be viable for you? Mm-hmm. Is this is this something that's going to sustain you for a long time? And, and there's no doubt in my mind that yes, for sure. In fact, this would be more sustainable than what you're currently doing. Mm-hmm. And I guess hmm. I don't mean to sidetrack well us right no, now. No. Um, hey, just so you know, you're the most natural person I've ever had on this microphone, bar none. So <laughs> like, keep talking. And I'm doing the same thing. I'm like, I could just listen to you forever. <laughs> we should start a podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll get you on this one again. <laughs> uh, I might say yes. Yeah. <laughs> one of the um, one of the gifts that you have as well, Josh, is the gift of like you're a doer. Like you you dream, but you execute on your dreams, and you inspire people around you. Just by just by doing it, just by you going after after your dreams and what feels authentic and right for you, you inspire and give the invitation to your friends and family to do the same thing. So I just want you to know that I really value that. Having you in my life, it's super inspirational to get out of my own fucking way because we all are in our own way. And you yeah. are such a beautiful yeah. example of someone who you have fear, right? Like there, yeah. but but courage is having fear and doing it anyway, yeah. right? And so that's when I say it's courageous. It's like, I know that this isn't easy for you. I know that there's some fears, but there's that those heart, heart whispers that have been calling you and they're never gonna go away. Yeah. And you're following them now, which is so beautiful. And Tony Robbins talks about like getting enough leverage, getting enough leverage, right? And right, you've just right. been collecting leverage and leverage. And yeah. so yes, it may seem, wow, this is happening so fast, but you've yeah. really been collecting leverage on this for a while. And now it's yeah. like, Kate, done. It's go yeah. time. Totally. Which is yeah. beautiful. So another question on that is why, why a van? Not necessary. Because it's not necessary at all. Yeah. Just a little insight into the van life. Please. Vanning in cities sucks. Okay. It sucks. Yeah. Because there's nowhere to park, like nowhere to sleep in your van. Right. Vanning outside of cities awesome yeah it's great it's way more about like getting into nature and like finding dope camp spots like outside cities and everything but like 
to van life like and we've done it we've tried van life in like seattle and la and all these other places and most of the time when we're doing that we're staying in hotels because right. trying to like find a place to sleep yep in seattle <clears throat> just sucks I totally see that. Right. And I'm not like going down to California to like buy a van. Okay. I'm like, I see that as like maybe for a stint of time at some point, that mm-hmm. would be nice. Um, I think it's a good way to travel. You know, if I'm going from California to Florida, it might be a good way to do that because I think when you, it's really from a cost perspective for me. Um, and the fact that I don't want to have to be relying on a form of transportation that then requires me to be vaccinated in order to do so. Mm-hmm. So it's more like an independence measure. Um, mm, and also a cost consideration as well. But uh, keep in mind, like, I'm not trying to treat this like a vacation. Like, if I'm sleeping in a Walmart parking lot, I'm sleeping in a Walmart parking lot. Yeah, and we did that a lot too, and it's, yeah. it's totally fine. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's just it's not, cool. like, there's no calendar photos that are coming out of those sunsets. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sunset over the, over the... McDonald's M. Over the McDonald's M of the Walmart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sir, you're going to have to move along here. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think I'm under any like irrational illusions about um, like thinking that this is like, you know, I'm just going to be free, right? Yeah. Like it's going to be different constraints. You're, you're realizing how hard this is going to be. This is going to be, gonna be a fucking challenge. really frustrating until I start getting the hang of it. I guess the one thing that I w- would want to ask you and want to comment on is, is this something, don't answer me just yet, but the question that popped up right away was, is this something that you would do if COVID didn't exist? And I think the answer is yes. And I think the answer is that you, I think you would have done something like this. And that to me is proof in the pudding that this is right for you. And I'm not saying you would have packed your bags, you know, before November 30th, 2021, but there would have been a time where you thought, okay, it's time for me to, Say, fuck it to Calgary. Say, fuck it to real estate. Mm-hmm. Say, I might come back. I don't know when to your friends and your family. Well, mm-hmm. I'm going to go. And everyone's going to say, cool, Josh, go. You yeah. know. So I, I'm asking you, but I'm also saying, I think the answer is yes, that this, this would have happened. Maybe that would have evolved more steadily and gradually. slowly, gradually, yeah. exactly, yeah. into doing crazier stuff like living in a van or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think you would have done it. Um, and I think this is actually this of all times, especially because you are, are, you are somewhat like politically oriented, not necessarily in like the traditional sense, but just in the like sense of you like to talk about provoking ideas. You yeah. like to face the obstacle. You like to understand the obstacle. You like to stare at it and dissect it and wonder what's going on as opposed to just turn away like 99% of people do yeah. and go watch, you know, Desperate Housewives on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, I think you would have done it already. And that makes me so much more sure in my heart that this is right for you. But in saying that this seems to be the perfect time to start a podcast, to talk about this stuff, like dude in a van, um, you know, exiled from his own country living in California. Like, I don't know, man. Someone's going to listen to that. It might just be me and your mom, but (laughs) you know, (laughs) Um, I mean, that's the other one, right? Is the social commentary aspect of like, what's it like to live where you're not wanted, but you can't leave, right? You're not wanted, but you can't leave. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's an important, like that ties back into racism and all sorts of different prejudices that are so rampant in, you know, the U S and we always talk about there. It's happening here the same way. We're just unfamiliar with it. So we don't see it for what it is, but, um, I want to live that 
that and experience it because I can articulate it better than most people who would take it and be angry. And they're like, oh, like we've been treated shitty for generations. I'm like, I've never been treated shitty. I don't take this personally. I know that this is the, uh, at the, at the, I'm at the mercy of greater forces that no one person is in control of and that their, you know, their worldview is shaped by the media that they consume and the people that they spend their time around. So I have a, a much higher like tolerance and forgiveness level to confront these kinds of things with, with, with grace and with articulation. And I post, you know, I don't know if you see, but I like post stuff on Instagram and some of the messages I get back are, they're really harsh and they're from people that I know and people that really, that, that, you know, would, I would say do care about me. And instead of throwing it back in their face and being a smart ass, of course, I'm very good at that, but I instead choose to say, okay, let's talk. Yeah. Tell me what, tell me where I'm wrong. I'm happy to be wrong. Just point out where nobody has been able to do that. Nobody has been able to do that. They, the things that the, the positions that I take about things, they just say, well, that's, well, that you're just telling my grandma that she deserves to die. And I said, okay, like, let's break that down. Like how much pain do you have to experience in your own personal life right now for your opinion to be valid? And how much pain am I allowed to, do I have to experience for my opinion to be valid? Like, why are we just battling on who's hurting more instead of actually talking about what possible solutions could look like? And when you send a message like that to somebody, he, you know, he comes back and he's like, I guess I'm just like really upset right now. I'm like, I get it. I can empathize with that, but mm -hmm. we have to raise the level of the discourse that we're willing to have if we're going to find a way out of this and move past just the emotional state into more of an executive state. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm good at this shit. And I have a lot of people that reach out to me, like thank like on both sides of it, right? Like people that got the vaccine and, and people that think it should be mandatory and people that didn't get it and don't think it should be. And people in the middle who got vaccines, but don't think it should be mandatory. Like I get the whole spectrum and people are like, thank you. Like, thanks for actually like being willing to have these conversations because most people won't. And, mm -hmm. it, and that's where the alienation comes in. And that's what creates polarity. So by basically putting my whole self out there in a very physical, emotional and spiritual sense and saying like, use me, right? Like use me. <laughs> I think that is not going to do anything less than wonders for some people <laughs> and uh, myself included. <sighs> wow. Yeah. I mean, it also weaves in that element of, of COVID and the whole issue around that and where, like, where is this going? Where right. is this going, right? Where is this yeah, going? man. Like, I'm yeah. proud of you. Thanks, I really man. am. Thank you. It's, this is going to be a fucking journey for you. Yeah. And uh, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. And I'm, I hope that I can come visit you wherever you are. Maybe stay totally. in your van. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll save you a seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll go on the roof. That's Bring fine. some gas. I'll probably be out. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah no. To, I mean, to that point, man, like, I don't know exactly what the logistics are of, like, communication yet, right? Like, and there's going to be a period of time where I'm going to probably like post up in California, finish cutting ties, depending yeah. on how fast I have to leave here. And probably after a month, I'm going to kind of go into a blackout phase where I just don't talk to anybody. I don't post anything. Good. And I just like live it out for like yeah. six months or something like that. But there's going to be a period of like cutting like the emotional strings and just being like, Hey, I'm just me. I'm just me. And it's not to say that I think that I'm trying to do this to prove that I can do anything on my own because I, I you know, Matt said it best. He was like, life is a yeah, sport. Because now it sounds like you want to see what you've got inside of you when you strip away everything, your yeah. friends, your security, your job, your income, everything. Yeah. Right. 
So like, what, what's the thought there? Like why? Not even so much the job thing, okay. but the, cause like that, I, that I get yeah. for sure. But like you, you talked about the, the people element, yeah. Yeah. you know, you want to be solo in a van and without income, whatever, and like figure it all out. Yeah. But the, you said something which I found really interesting, which is you want to see what you've got when you're by yourself. Yeah. Well, I firmly believe that life is a team sport. Yes. And, and we're social animals for a very good reason. You know, yeah. we, we work better in teams. We just do. I don't even care if you're like a solo writer. Yeah. Every, every writer needs an editor. Yeah. You know, like, like at some point you're going to need other people to achieve your dreams. Yes. And so, I mean, and maybe I'm just projecting onto you because I think about, you know, my next dream, my next vision, that kind of a thing. Yeah. I would never try to do it on my own right. because I just know like n- not only just from the intellectual support, but the emotional support, like yeah. we're, we're, we're so much weaker by ourselves than we are with other people. Yeah. So what's the, what is the why behind that of like leaving, leaving yeah. behind all the people too? And it's not about alienating the friends that I have, but I, it's kind of like, you know, I go on these solar retreats for, for four or five days, you know, four times a year. And the, it's about kind of getting more centered and peeling back. Okay. Like I'm in a quiet place. My phone is on airplane mode. I don't talk to anybody. I write, I meditate, I focus on self-work, you know, self-care and the stuff that comes out of those four or five days basically gives me, I mean, it's like 10,000 words in four days is really what comes out of me. And, mm-hmm. and all of these ideas that I then spend the next few months exploring and unpacking and using. Um, and so it's basically like the first period of time is going to be more like that where mm-hmm. it's, it's like solo retreat. It's interesting. Cause it, it like, it was almost like you had a fallback when you went on a trip to Toronto by yourself, when you roamed the Rome 17th Ave on a Saturday night, uh, writing and just meeting people and just going with the flow, seeing what, seeing where that took you. You always had a fallback. You always had someone to come home to, which was the city, which was your job, which was the friends. Cause you can do that. You can go out and travel by yourself for a week or a weekend or whatever it is. And then you always can come back and say, okay, now I have Brit. Now I have Matt and Paige. Now I can go play tennis with Matt. You know, a steady career this. And that's your fallback. And I say it as a fallback because, like, it really has been somewhat of the bedrock of your life in a way. But it almost like it shouldn't be. It's almost like the fallback should be me, you, right? Yeah. And what would that be like? I mean, what, what would that be like? It's like, I don't, do people live that way? I have no idea. So you're going <laughs> to come back to your van by yourself after a day of that and just be in solitude mm-hmm. and just have a pen and paper, mm-hmm. a microphone, whatever else. And that's what is going to be your fallback. Yeah. And that it, to me, like I'm, I feel anxiety right now thinking about that. Cause that's not me. Yeah. But I see I mean, that scary to you, me too. Scary. I'm not oh, saying yeah. and so I can <laughs> see that it is, but you know, some of the, best things that you can do are things that you think are right, but are also hard. Yeah. You know, and nice. this, this to me seems like both of those, this to me seems like it is scary. Is it going to be probably gonna have rough times? Probably yeah. won't go well yeah. sometimes, yeah. you know, it, pro- it won't be perfect. Nope. You'll have troubles. You'll struggle a lot, but then you'll also understand like, this is who I am. This is my element, you know? Yeah. And, and I think, I think probably the most important thing you can do is sever ties for yeah. the next little bit. I'm not saying do that forever. I hope you don't do that forever. I don't think that would be good for you to do that forever. It's definitely not the intention. Of, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, having that, like I said, that 
baptism by fire yeah where there it is that disconnection just to go fucking balls to the wall full send like jump in the deep end and then emerge after a while and be like oh okay i'm swimming i'm fine here you yeah. know things look okay maybe i could go back and talk to friends maybe i could do something else but you yeah. know at least i'm here at least i'm staying afloat yeah that's what i think that's the transition that i think you need that seems right to me for you when i was at una the other weekend roman down 17th and all my brothers looked around like is he just by himself is he does it i'm like I, and i didn't even think about it i was like oh i had to explain to them like yeah that's just josh that's yeah. just, he's in his element what he's doing right now i could just see it in your eyes you're just like <laughs> deeply focused you were yeah. in like a meditative state and it's not like you didn't want to stop and chat and say hi because you, you're loving part when of you do that yeah that's part of it right yeah. and, th and that's the whole thing is like you'll be walking down venice beach which will turn into you know tijuana beach or whatever else. hope so hopefully oh, so, yeah exactly. <laughs> maybe not tijuana maybe go further south yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I actually suck but you know what for me it's just like sincerely mean it more time to focus on myself and i love that you're doing this for yourself cool wow. yeah it's a weird feeling that me leaving is good for people no because i know because you're right not. because you're right though because no. you're right i actually and i'm not saying that in like in a self-deprecating kind of like no self-confidence way i think it's actually good when something leaves because you now have a choice as to what goes in that spot. And that's always a good thing, even if that person was good in a way. It's like you now have a choice. There's a space freed up. How are you going to spend that time? This whole conversation, I was just like, okay, we're manifesting this. We're setting, what are your intentions? Like, let's do this. Yeah. Hell yeah. Because yeah. you're going to need that. I mean, when you are following now that you're shifting, and I think this has been a process that you've been doing for the last little while, but shifting to, really following your highest self and really following your intuition because our higher selves communicate to us through our feelings and you've been doing that because you've been paying attention when you feel it up when you feel excited when you feel passionate when you feel motivated when you go to toronto and you're talking to strangers and you're having these in-depth like crazy experiences and you realize when you just follow that like you said the doors open and things yeah. magically just fall into place well of course it, it seems like it's magic but that is what our higher self is calling to us all the time, every single person. But we deny it. We don't listen to it. But if you actually just followed what lit you up, what excited you, what, what, where the motivation comes and you just say yes to those things instead of saying no and listening to fear, the path reveals itself. And yeah. it seems like when you're talking, I'm like, yes, 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 yes. That's what's happening here. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, to continue to be intentional with it and to manifest the things that you want, um, it's going to be important. It's going to be an important, important tool for sure. I think it's one of the most important tools. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I love that you're living so authentically. Yeah. Why? Well, it's, you know, it's, beautiful. it's something that I feel like I've resisted these callings a little bit because I've got it good here. Right? right. And I could feel that intuition. And I think a lot of my anxiety comes from the fact of denying intuition. Oh, right. Like yeah. I think it's, it's you living out of alignment with a portion of yourself. And it got to a point where I was like, man, what I am being called to do is so insane that it's probably not a good thing for me to do. <laughs> right. Like it's, it's like, this is way too big. Like if I'm going to follow my intuition, I expect some like, you know, some cookies along the way. I want some little stuff, right? Like I don't want to just like have to like crush everything all at once. But at the same time, like that's what I do. That's what I do. I was going to say, wouldn't it be sad if all the greats listened to that thought? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tony Robbins, like who who are, who are your Brene Brown, yeah. like whoever your idols are, if they listen to that thought, because chances are they had that thought. Yep. Chances are their goals, their aspirations scared the shit out of them. Yeah. But they didn't listen because that thought isn't them. Yeah. It's just Bam. fear. And on the track of the bigger purpose or the bigger goal, what is it for you? It's still going to center around a couple things, like three things. For me, it's about the human connections. So like I want to I want to document the types of connections that are possible, right? And the types of people that you run into and the, and the ways in which that becomes an interconnected life experience. Like I'm just fascinated by the way that I can and do connect with such a wide range of people from the top of a corporate ladder to the homeless people on the 17th. I'm good at it. And I think that I have a larger spectrum of human connection than I think most people uh, seek out at least. Mm -hmm. um, the other one is self-awareness, right? Like really just digging into the, like the, because this is going to be so hard and so f like confusing, it is within those kinds of constraints that you tend to learn the most about yourself. And so the stuff that I learned just from like, walking out of my place and seeing if I have my keys led to people messaging me saying that what I wrote like changed their perspective on life. Like imagine the shit that I'm going to be able to dig up when I get rid of my entire life and can't find a home. Right. Mm. So I'm ready for that. I'm ready because I know that the lessons that I get out of it, that I can communicate about like that self-awareness and about that internal strength, they definitely benefit me, which is great, but they're actually going to be like, it's about doing this so that other people get to, live and learn vicariously through me. So human connection, self-awareness, and then social discourse. Like I'm very fascinated, like all this COVID shit for me, figuring out what is the entire conversation that most people aren't able to have, right? How do you mm -hmm. actually track out the different reasonings and, uh, and opinions that they have and map them out so that somebody can sit down and say, we don't have to go through all of that shit. Here's the entire conversation. Here's the entire world of things that we've been trying to talk about, but doing very poorly. And I think that I have a mind where I'm not going to pick one side of the fence or the other so much as pull people back to um, an ability to see like a, a common ground, a reasonable discourse and a path forward. And I think that that's something that um, I've wanted to do for a long time. I don't know if you remember me telling you about this idea of like a crowdsourced media platform where you basically have what I called like a snowflake of all of the different issues. So we say it was like abortion. And one of them is, well, it, like how soon can you get an abortion? Is it, is it a, you know, a real person? Is it just a lump of cells? Another one is what's the, you know, abortion, uh, what's the tie between uh, criminal crime rates and abortion in, uh, and should we therefore legalize it? And you can just go in all of these different directions about abortion, but they're all not quite, they're all only related because they're about abortion, but they're entirely different logical strands that come out of that larger issue. And people like to jump from one to the other, to the other, to the other, without actually getting sort of any consistency or coherence around any one of those threads. Hmm. And so one thing that I think that I'm getting very good at is my ability to see the way that people say, I'm not comfortable being around you and me being like, okay, what are all of the possible reasons why they might not be comfortable? Let me map those out so that I can understand where they're coming from and then show them, Hey, this is, you know, this is why this doesn't work or this is where you jumped across and basically help say, okay, we can have a better conversation if we can all agree to play by a rule of trying to actually understand each other first. Hmm. So, okay. So connection human connection self-awareness discourse. and discourse okay yeah those are the three goals those are the three things that i've spent most of my time thinking about now and 
um, this trip is the perfect experience to fully explore all three in a very uh, powerful and entertaining way. <laughs> like imagine the fucking like video conversations are going to have in the, in the podcast footage and um, the, the interesting and unique challenges that you've experienced on your van trips. Totally. Like that shit matters, man. Like, and, and knowing that that happens and that you were able to solve it is very inspiring for other people, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, you jump started, you jump started, no, not jump started. You hotwired your own van <laughs> just in to get it going. Wilderness. In yeah. the PC wilderness. Yeah. Yeah. On like one bar of service. Yeah. So hot tip. Don't, don't get a Volkswagen van. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Uh, um, so yeah, man. Okay. That's all I know for now. That's... And I don't even know any of that. <laughs> well, a wild adventure. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be excited to be along for the ride, man. Absolutely, man. The Front adventure continues. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Love you, man. <laughs> Love you too, brother. Well, yeah. Thanks for your help, man. Hey, dude. And I'll be needing some more of it, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, thanks. I'd love to give you a hug. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks, man. That's, I'm so excited for you, though. Oh, that was good. Thank you. Thanks. Good luck. You too. <laughs> I'm recording this because today I have no doubt and three months from now I will have doubt. <laughs> and so this is like, I don't even know what I'm going to experience yet. And I think it's going to be very difficult at points and I think it's going to be incredible highs at other points. But I think that the ultimate outcome is going to be uh, an exponentially more me version of myself and it will be completely recognizable and totally different right wow it's gonna be great right like that's the thing like there's no chance of it i mean just the effort that just the just the action of getting rid of everything and leaving everything if i came back in two months i would have learned so much right right but i think it's i think we're talking about like many many months okay. if not like a year or two right right so mm. yeah okay. yeah <laughs> but yeah thanks for listening i'm glad i got to tell you oh God, um thank you for telling me yeah i'm so excited this will Are continue you excited? i'm extremely excited like it's all i think about every day right yeah. now and it's you know i've been met with support from where i work and you know they're like yeah go nuts man like we we got your back we'll take care of stuff we'll send you the money and uh away you go and they're like i'm jealous like you know it actually led all of the partners to sit around and talk with each other about the things that are in their lives that aren't resonating anymore and about the things that they have been putting off and i haven't even done anything yet <laughs> so it's gonna be huge see what i'm saying it's gonna be huge about inspiring yeah. by just doing yeah totally literally you living your authentic life you being in your own little bubble it's yeah. like that inspires people yeah. when people follow their dreams when people live their authentic truth it inspires others to do the exact same thing and that's not just this like cliche whatever like that is truth yeah that is truth if i'm going to keep digging and keep pushing against the way that you know we're we're told to show up in the world and, and i want to break out of that and really develop my sense of individuality then I got to keep going. Mm -hmm. And this is like the, this is the most, I can't imagine doing anything bigger. This mm -hmm. is it. So perfect. That's where I'll start. <laughs> perfect. Wow. Yeah. But I love you. Love you too. And you're very important to me. And I want you to be a part of this story, not just watching it happen. And we'll, yeah. and we'll see how that shakes out over time. That's not a question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a part of it. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yay. Good. Right. Thank you. Wow. Give me a
Give me a hug, you. 